Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I am Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. And uh, Taylor really got me on a on a on an obsession with a TV show, and that doesn't happen to me very often. I'm like rewatching Arrow for the fifth time. Like I usually kind of stick to the hits. Watch mm-hmm. The Office a lot. I, I really like digging into features. I, you know, I love rewatching movies, but TV shows kind of it's hard for me to get hooked on them. But Hacks on HBO was a show that I'm like watching like Jason Siegel watching Shock a lot and I love you man I'm like <laughs> I'm like behind a pillow I'm like stupid uh and every week I started to realize I'm like oh my god this is what I'm looking forward to uh and it made sense when I dug into it and saw like the people involved like Lucianello and Paul Downs people that uh had their fingerprints uh all over the DNA of uh Broad City a show that I absolutely adored and then I got to 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 think and I'm like what else have they done and there's the flick, Rough Night. And mm. that wasn't even the title that me and Katie knew it as. Because all the way back when me and Katie were grad students at DePaul, um, we, were in a, we were in a class. I was like, hey, so you're going to go to L.A. and take a shitty job where you write coverage on scripts. And we're like, all right, rock on. And uh, <laughs> so you need to know how to do it. And so we were getting like uh, – our teacher was getting us some like – scripts that were actually being developed in the in the biz and one of them was move that body which ended up being uh rough night uh it was move that body and then i don't remember anything happening and then i remember seeing a trailer like one time in the vegas part of my memory where it was called rock that body mm-hmm. and i was like oh they changed it and then i swear to god i like forgot it even got made and it's a pretty big time cast for it to be like so under the radar like it is and I'll, and I'll stop I'll stop now but I had to intro it with the hacks thing because that show is fucking good and the finale just gut punched me way too real way too real <laughs> um somebody else talk <laughs> uh, um, I actually don't remember reading that script at all I remember reading bubbles wait um, a minute and were you in I, Matt Quinn's class with me I was, but I think that we got we were in different groups. Maybe we and... got assigned different scripts. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, me and Katie read "Move That Body." <laughs> I guess we did it because I was like, I could have sworn. That's so funny. I, I was too embarrassed to bring that up during the group text, but I'll bring it up now while we're being recorded. What? What's embarrassed? Embarrassed to be like, Luke, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh no! Just like I like I don't think i did fuck like, i thought like that was, was like, my brain. well i don't remember who was in my group then i thought that we all read the same scripts so i guess i'm i'm uh i'm misremembering that part regardless i read it and it wasn't mm-hmm. too different from the flick we saw um but i think that something i i i, I noticed in the on the script level uh from then watching is i think it actually play, some of it plays a little better i'm like oh what a funny script and then when you're watching a movie where they're doing these things some of it's not always hidden, but regardless, uh, had anybody ever seen the flick? Taylor, had you seen it? Katie, have you seen it? I know I hadn't. Uh, um, I had not seen it. Same. I didn't even know it existed at all. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know. Like, I wouldn't have pieced together all of these people unless we had watched Hacks. So. Yeah, it's like in the cast is so stellar. I mean, like. You have Scarlett Johansson, like Black Widow comes out in a couple of weeks. Like she's one of the biggest stars alive. Uh, and, and then like every role seems to be filled by well, like with like a prominent comedian or like excellent actor. Like got Jillian Bell, um, Bo Burnham shows up, Paul Downs is in it. Um, Hassan. Yeah, uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz, right? Yes. Like all these like heavy hitter names. Yeah. Uh, What's her name from Kate McKinnon? Like, like everywhere you look in every scene, it's all these super talented people. It's so weird that I feel like I've never heard anybody, literally no one, mention this this flick. Like, I've, I was, like, buried. I, like, we rented it on, on Apple TV. And I think it's mind-blowing because I don't think it's – I don't think it's that bad. Like, I don't think it's amazing, but I don't think it's that bad. I, uh, I I do remember seeing the trailers and everything, and I do remember having the thought, like, oh, yeah, that script was going around at DePaul. But I, I definitely remember making the conscious decision not to watch it originally, just because um, uh, this kind of movie is... I, I feel like at the time we were trying to keep some of the magic of Bridesmaids, the the kind it's of, very like... very Bridesmaids-y. They, like, really uh, nip the heels of Bridesmaids here. Oh, absolutely. But 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 I think that what Bridesmaids does, and then I kind of trusted it to do when I watched it, is that there's heart to Bridesmaids, 
And I got the sense from the trailer, and I believe I was correct, that there's not as much heart in this film. And it's harder for me to sit through a raunchy comedy if there's not heart. Because I do want that emotional payoff at some point. Sure. Um, and that just wasn't what this movie was interested in doing. And that is totally fine. But it's not my cup of tea. You know what it might be time for, Katie, for the, for the help of the audience? Because if we're film buffs and didn't watch this flick, I bet you the audience didn't watch it either. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, I, and I hope it don't sound too, like, shitty. Because, like, I sort of worship the ground these people that made this flick walk on. So I'm not being mean. I watched it. I paid money to watch it. Like the flick. <laughs> But can you summarize yeah, the flick, uh, Katie, for the audience? Oh, yeah, sure. So Scarlett Johansson plays Jess, who is a, a young politician. She's very career-driven. And it, the current time of the movie is 2016. And 10 years ago, uh, she and her friends, uh, they all met, with the exception of Kate McKinnon's character, who I'll get to. They met in college in 2006, and they developed a really tight bond. And um, now in the present, 2016... She is getting married, and she's putting together her friend, who is played by Jillian Bell, is putting together a uh, bridal party, and um, uh, er, and they end up all going to Miami. And along for the ride is Kate McKinnon's character Pippa, who is who just met during her semester in Australia, and who Jillian, who considers herself like the alpha friend, desperately tries to keep out of everything. She sees kate mckinnon as kind of a threat and um there there's some tension between or at least from jillian's character's side throughout the movie towards uh pippa and um so it everything kind of starts out pretty normal like they they end up in miami for this girls weekend and they they have this very nice house that one of jess's donors provided and um things start to get out of hand when uh (laughs) Abby, uh, Abby's character, um, gets cocaine from a restaurant (laughs) and which, I mean, I guess, and they all just decide to do cocaine, which, all right. And they go out dancing and they go to a club and, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Kravitz's character decides like, we should hire a stripper. So, uh, a little while later, they're all back at the, the house. They've been doing cocaine and drinking and like having a good time. And this guy comes in, and who appears to be the stripper, and they let him in, and he starts doing his routine, and uh, it makes uh, Jess very uncomfortable. Like, like, she's not having it. He's being a little aggressive. He's talking dirty, which is something that strippers don't usually do. So Real she, aggressive talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty intense. So she backs out, and Jillian's character is... Uh, <laughs> Woo! Aggressively horny? And she makes a running jump on him <laughs> and kills him. Like she she knocks he conks his head his back. Head. Yeah. Yeah, she she conks she conks it. his head back on, on the on the floor and he bleeds out. And so now they have the conundrum, what are we going to do with his body? And it gets progressively nuts as time goes on, and just about to marry her partner is like, I gotta call him. Like like I I need to communicate with him and she tries to to get a hold of him and um she's talking about what has happened with the stripper and he becomes to be very concerned and then he says do you still want to get married and somebody takes the phone on her end and she goes no in response to somebody taking the phone and then that person steps on it making it impossible for him to to call her so from his perspective she just broke up with him in a very frenetic way. And he's having a very pleasant boys' night. L- l- like, the the guys in this scenario the are just nicest. having, like, a very... Just the nicest, mellowest wine tasting. And um, they all decide, like, you gotta get her back. And Bo Burnham suggests you need to just get a bunch of... He calls it sad <laughs> astronaut. He's like, you need to get a bunch of adult diapers and just drive, drive to Miami. And... This sweet but, like, very frenetic guy is like, all right. And probably one of my favorite jokes in the movie is when they're buying the adult diapers and Snoop Dogg is playing in the background and they go to pay for them and then the the elderly clerk is like, those leak. And then they have to go back and get another brand. Ugh. I thought that was a pretty solid joke. No, that was good shit. Literally. And, uh, so... Meanwhile, the girls are dealing with the chaos of uh, the body, and they try to dump the body, and the body comes back, 
and uh, they realize that the uh, swingers next door, uh, played by Ty Burrell and Denny, Demi Moore, uh, have a camera pointed, and they could see the body, potentially. So they've made a pass at Zoe Kravitz's character before, and so the gang kind of asked her to seduce them in order to obtain the tape. And uh, she does, successfully. Um, wow. And, uh, <laughs> but it turns out that the camera doesn't work. So it was all for naught. Zoe Kravitz, uh, I believe this is worth mentioning, is bisexual. And she's the ex-girlfriend of uh, Abby's Lana, Lana Glazer, right? Lana Glazer's yeah. character. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I keep calling her Abby. Yeah, Lana Glazer. They're inseparable. And, um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Lana Glazer. Thank you, Luke. And um, eventually, it appears that the cops have come to find this guy. And it turns out he, <laughs> the, the guy that they thought was the stripper is a jewel thief. And they're, they're very uh, relieved that the cops are just like, don't worry about it. Like, you're not going to go to prison. But then they see on the TV that those guys are also diamond thieves. They're not cops. So then it all ends up being, like, this very intense, like, showdown. And uh, they all get corralled, or at least most of them do. Jess is in the bathroom, and um, she is able to save the day, eventually. And... Uh, also, the boyfriend, or the, the fiancé, he manages to break up the situation. He, at some point, he is, I don't know why, he's just always in the diapers. He just, I guess he doesn't put on pants because he's just has to take them on and put them on. But he's at a gas station, and he, yeah. a, a, he can't use his card, so he has to obtain meth. And the guy will only get him meth um, if he does a bump. Which he does. So he's very out of his mind at this point. And this is also that he can get money to get to Jess. And so he's very high when he crashes into this house um, in his adult diaper. And Jess is just so relieved to see him. And they're, it's resolved. They, they just decide, like, let's get married. Let's not worry about these political issues. Everything's going to be fine. I love you. I love my friends. Like, not everything has to be about work. Sometimes it's about the people in your life. Was that a sufficient synopsis? Yeah, it actually turns out that what they did in Florida is known as a good murder. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so they're fine. Everything's fine, which I thought mm -hmm. was a nice way to, to write out all the trouble. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say it's succinct. I'd say, like, Taylor, get in here because I know we've yeah. been we've been. I feel like Katie just describing it is exactly one of the faults of uh, this mm -hmm. movie. Is okay. It's like it is long. Um, a lot of twists, a lot of turns. Which, hey man, if you want to show off that you can write crazy turns, that this movie is it. And like, they did make everything work, and like, it was cool. Um, I also think, Katie, when I think like your comment about the heart, I think the other thing is, um, and this may this may not, you guys might not agree with me. I think Scarlett Johansson, if you recast her and you you could have put a comedian in there. I actually think you could get some of that heart back because, like, I don't think her and Jillian Bell's friendship is ever, like, well-established of, like, they love each other. It doesn't play for you like Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. Yes. And I think mm. that you could have if you got, because, like, when she starts crying, I was like, oh, that's why you have Scarlett Johansson because she's going to do that. Well, she's going to get butts and seats. Yes. Scarlett Johansson gets people to go see that movie. I guess, but... Is the idea. True. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, if you watch Bridesmaids and you see that take off, I think you also know that you don't need her. But Bridesmaids had... Bridesmaids had the the power of of Paul Feig uh, directing with, Judd, with Judd's name on it, which was everything at that point. And it was SNL women who were established and hilarious. You know what I mean? True. Clarification. I will say, like, put it aside if we're thinking about how they cast it. I think, personally, my opinion is, I think if you have someone else in their shoes, whether or not I was putting butts in seat, I think Scarlett Johansson is the one you replace, and I think you get a little bit more. I also think that you could have separated these two movies, and you could have had um, Paul Down's character and, like, that as an adventure, and then you could also have their adventure and separate them. Totally. Because I don't, I understand why they did it, but I could have watched all of those uh, male comics do their own like super cheesy like 
Taylor nice, wants the guys movie. Nice bachelor mm-hmm. party, and then him trying to get it because I just was like, I don't know. And yes, the whole diaper situation was. I was like, it's not believable, man. You could have basketball shorts and put them on, and it didn't have to be this weird. You heard it here first. Taylor does not want the the movie with all the women. That one was not funny. No, she wants the, you're no. missing my point. I thought it was funny. I had a good time, but I I just feel like. Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. you get you get someone else in there. Sure, I, I would you, be interested. I think you 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 make a good point by like why it's like as complicated and convoluted as things get. It is tough to follow because Bridesmaids, the the, the benchmark we keep using as comparison, is an overlong movie. It's from the Apatow school of let's make a two hour comedy. And like, mm-hmm. like, and, and all of those disciples are doing it. Like Siegel and Stoller were doing it. Uh, everybody was. And and this movie doesn't clock in as long as that, but definitely somehow feels longer. You know what I mean? And I think it's because like, it's not like it's not like all of it isn't legitimately funny. And like, and everybody's like putting in a performance, but it plays almost like a bunch of sketches strung together with the same through line. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, and and it speaks to what Katie and Taylor have been mentioning too about like just the the missing. Uh, the missing layer, the missing ingredient, which is um, you're both speaking to it. Like Katie said, it's missing the heart, and you you're not you don't believe their friendship, and that's based on performance to you. So that's like the that's where the disconnect is. Correct? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that it's like when you you have um, you have more comics, and you have a comic leading the way. Then a lot of comedians, yeah, awesome cast. But like the fact that Scarlett Johansson isn't. It's just a lot of absurdity for mm. to put on your main character whose um, strongest point isn't comedy. Not normally, no. You know, and I'm, cause I'm not prestige. here to say, like, Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story was creme de la creme, loved it. She can do everything. Loved, yeah. I'm, not, I'm a fan. But Me I'm too. just saying, mm-hmm. I feel like if we would have gotten a little bit of a person who's like... She's a movie star doing a comedy for fun. Yeah. Here. Like, yeah. whereas, you know, right? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. And I, I feel like you could have easily, and hopefully now as, like, we get a new batch of, like, with SNL, like, they're uh, changing out their females and other yeah. things. I also want to also say one of my gripes, which I um, I do feel like they totally pushed all of the white characters forward. Um, and those, and then the side characters were not, and I feel like that's super problematic, and I have to say it. Yeah, I mean... I know, I was like, we talked about it last night, but I was like, I feel like that's kind of shitty. Totally. I And uh, and it's also important to remember that, like, at, while we're talking about how successful Hacks is and, uh, you know, how big Jillian Bell has gotten and how big, like, uh, everybody has kind of, like, taken off in their own respect, it is 2021 right now. This was, like, a 2016 release yeah. or something. So, like, a lot of them were ahead of their time, popularity-wise, prestige-wise, Um I, I understand why the why the the script sells uh, in the room. It's totally pitchable. I think mm-hmm. another I think another thing that doesn't play the way they want it to is because and correct me if I'm wrong here, ladies. Now, the whole idea, like the reason this this concept is so easy for everybody to get their head around, is because they're flipping the trope of like the guys who kill a stripper on at their bachelor party, you know, but it's like, maybe the thing that like, they're maybe the, the, the problem is in, in that thought process is maybe just killing a stripper at a bachelor party. Isn't funny. Like maybe like we don't need to take it back for women to do it. Maybe that just isn't funny. Do you think that's part of it? Absolutely. Okay. Right, Cause like, like, I, uh, I, I just think again, like, like at some point, Lana Glazer's character who is this activist type, she she makes a comment like I uh, don't degrade sex work or something like that, and it's like, but that's the entire movie. That's the whole joke. Like right. I just that one comment doesn't make the whole movie. Like that doesn't erase that. You're still looking at an unconscious dude's dick to match it to a dick pic. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of weird Which stuff going on on both sides, man. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff going on both sides. Talk about non-consensual. Like the Zoe Kravitz scene is intense. Like she gets eaten out, bro. And like then, and then it was like, okay, yes, she consented, but she was doing it with the thought that they were getting the footage of it. Even if it was in scenario, she was thought she was doing it with the intention of getting that footage. And like, oh, there's no that camera doesn't work. They took advantage of poor Zoe. Oh, but I really do think, and I, 
from what I understand about swingers, I really do think that their thought process was like, this is This is, is wish fulfillment. This is fantasy yeah. fulfillment. Okay, I, I, fair I, enough. I just thought that was such I, a I weird, I'm like, oh, I'd be yeah. so mad. I wanted that video. I only wanted, to, I only wanted the oral sex if mm-hmm. I was getting the video from that camera, if I'm, if I'm that person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Maybe do, we're going down a wrong avenue here. Yeah, perhaps. But, um. Wow, I guess De- Demi Moore really swung for the fences there. Like, wow. She did. That was good casting, what a, what a too. Scene. Like, hell of a cast. Good job all mm-hmm. around. Like, it, it's lots I of did, that. I, I totally bought them as sexy swingers. Oh, I did, too. For sure. I did, I did too. And it also feels like this wants to be, like, the hangover. Um, mm. And it's also, like, Bridesmaids is one uh, comparison, but the hangover, the win for them was, like, Take one look at how wildly successful a movie like Girls Trip is. What this that movie wins out over this because maybe it is like they're like a little bit past the idea of the the tropes of killing a stripper. There's stripper stuff. There's there's dicks and stuff and brides or in uh, in a uh, girls trip and stuff. But it's not the same angle. Like it, it is more like about the friendship, the weekend, like everybody kind of coming together as girls again. And being best friends, you know, like it, it it's all like a, a very like close knit, more character driven story. And it crushed at the box office. Like I that theater that movie stayed in my theater in Rogers Park forever. Like people were going all summer long. It was like that and Wonder Woman were two flicks that stuck around forever. So when you get this right, you get it right. Yeah, well I I actually think that comparing this with hacks is something that like uh, might be um, helpful because I feel like what we we're getting is that millennial sense of humor where sometimes it's like still oh, we're still in let's say old school the car- humor the carryover to the two thousands <laughs> yes and you're right, like the humor that we grew up with people never thought this shit was gonna come back to bite them because everybody wanted to say the most shocking fucked up thing possible and that was like the dark random humor. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it feels like the in-between stage because, and then it's like, oh, but we also know that what we're saying isn't okay, but we're still kind of saying it. And and in Hacks, I feel like what they do is, okay, we know that we're kind of uh, pretentious, but we also know that there's just past like comedies with Gene Smart and so they like can meld that together and in this one it just kind of feels like we know we want to move forward but we don't know how and so we're kind of in this in-between stage so yeah they're gonna kill a stripper and then they're gonna put a a a dick sunglasses thing on his face and then they're gonna do there's a corpse for a lot of this movie man yeah and like and I know that's the point but like yeah, I, I guess in retrospect, there's a reason that like something like Hacks is the thing that gets them the clout. But you know, you don't get to pitching Hacks to HBO and having this amazing show without necessarily, you know, you got to do some of the dirty work and, and Rough Night, move that body, rock that body. I think move that body is a better title. I think Rough Night is is maybe that's the worst part is I think it's such a forgettable title. And maybe also mm. that's why uh, I am remembering the male. Um, and wanting the male movie instead. It's not wanting the male movie. It's probably because I just don't want the parts about this dead stripper. It's like, it's like yeah, you'd prefer these women not to kill a stripper. I mean, I think I think that's it, though. I think maybe we're, we're a little bit like, I don't know. I And I think when I read this script at school, I was like, that's funny. And, and I bet you at Sony they were like, that's funny. And maybe somewhere in that post-production uh, process they were like, what do we do with this? This is weirder than we thought, and we thought it was going to be funny, and it's actually kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I think they probably ate ate, uh, ate some money on that one. Because, I, again, I do not remember. I was kind of like, I mean, I was in, I was at theaters. Like, I was going to movies nonstop. It seems impossible uh, that we were doing that pre-COVID, but I was going to theaters nonstop for Years and years and years, and I don't remember this making, like, a, a splash. Um, I'm thrilled to watch it because you can see the moves, and you can tell that the people, everybody on, like, m- multiple made levels money. made money. That's great. Uh, 47, well, 20 million budget, 47 the box office. You have to, you have to assume 
double the budget for advertising and stuff like that. I, oh. I think they probably ate some shit on it. Oh, okay. But I mean, it's not it's not a necessarily a bomb, but um, you can you can see the moves and like I, I really appreciate like the dark comedy and the stuff that you come to 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 see at ha- in hacks as well. It's just like when they are given. Um, when they're given the opportunity to be more personal, they're great at it. Broad City is very personal. Paul Downs is a writer on that. Like, you know, like, um, and that show with Alana and Abby is like, you buy it because their friendship is inseparable and believable and that's them. Um, same with, same with Hacks. Like, everything in it is very personal. It's character driven. This movie is a movie, it's an elevator pitch movie. And, uh, I think it exists in a tier of movies that's kind of, you know, maybe working its way out. I was saying to Taylor, I'm like, oh, this is a college movie. I'd rent this in college and watch it in college. This strikes me as a college movie. It's like, let's drink and watch this silly fucking dumb movie, mm. you know, and have a good time. But, it's, it, you know, it's it's nothing more than that. Like, they, they didn't they didn't set out to to uh, set the world on fire. Like, Hacks is award, awards club. Broad City deserved awards. I don't know what it did, but. I also think that's interesting because I feel like Broad City has a lot of, like, craziness in it, doesn't it? Broad, I mean, what kind of crazy? Like, killing, like killing the, strippers? No. Well, but I'm thinking about the episode where they it's make a little money, out of touch Fred Astaire. Like, oh, that's a pilot. Yeah. Yeah, they use their bodies a bit to make some dough. Yeah. And like, a guy in a diaper. They love diapers. What's up with this? Yeah. The, yeah. They so anyway. love guys and diaper jokes. But I also think, what if you take this too. movie and they kill the stripper and then it just becomes about like the absurdity of trying to figure that out and a little less body touching the dead body. Let's just do 90 minutes. Let's just do 90 minutes and we don't need Paul Downs' side plot at all. Yeah, I told you it's a separate movie. Let's just want. be in the house. Katie? Yeah, absolutely. I also think that this movie kind of thought they were establishing... Um, Jess's and Jillian's character's relationship with the beer pong at the beginning. And while that is a very relatable college moment, yeah. it, it's not very heartfelt. How and, do you do, fellow youths? Yeah, how do you do, fellow youths? So just like, uh, and, and they do have a fight, but but it felt like pretty punched in. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if there was just a little bit more work to establish their relationship, or if they're, like, as you said, Taylor, if they had a little bit more chemistry might have been more sold on it so then this movie would be a little bit more and and again i don't think that they were um necessarily out i I guess that they were trying to do bridesmaids meets um uh the hangover and the more meets weekend um, at bernie's and shit yeah yeah this movie belongs in the 80s for sure absolutely so i guess that's just not what they were interested in but i just would have appreciated if there was just a little bit more female bonding in this movie that is kind of supposed to have that at its undercurrent. Totally. A hundred million gazillion percent, because even in the beginning, like, you can also still be loving in a beer pong situation. Don't get me wrong. I've had some nights where Harold I'm like... Harold and Kumar 3, good beer pong scene. Very fun. <laughs> but even, like, they went for the jokes instead, where it's like, she hits her head when she lifts her up, and then also she reminds her that she had a foot a lot of foot, foot job she's a foot, job, she's foot jokes, job girl you know and and there's no sense of like oh their friendship is the friendship and like, she gives a foot job to colton haynes the uh, the second stripper that shows up he's from arrow everybody remember mm-hmm. yeah it's a great. lot of foot job stuff is that a thing do people i mean i know it's a thing i know yeah. foot jobs are a thing but like i guess i thought it just ex- i didn't think it existed in the wild i thought that was just like more of a niche thing like is 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 that happening at colleges where there's foot job girl well i don't know i I think that everybody's pretty advanced with the advent of you know the the internet being so accessible and porn being so so mainstreamed yeah i it it wouldn't surprise me if somebody just had that in their back pocket um katie we're we're busy killing strippers these these (laughs) these these kids are busy giving each other foot jobs Mm -hmm. we're stuck in the past but yeah there's no friend like Honestly, and there's not really camaraderie for all four of them. Um, uh, well, that's that's not well established either. And that's where I think, like, while I do love the Bo, Bur- Bo Burnham's speech, will, <laughs> he will, did a good job. I can remember that more than I can most of the movie. Um, Didn't this movie feel weird in light of... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. But um, I do feel like... Uh, 
they could have taken out all of the side stuff with Paul Downs and then established the women more as like and also like becoming better friends even if like you didn't even take the opportunity to become better friends as you tried to fucking figure out how to, what to do with this dead body like they still don't like each other they're still being mean to one another they're they're th- throwing zoe kravitz to the the swingers yeah no thoughts about it throwing her yeah although yeah. although in her in her pee afterwards she seemed to have had a great time so I, I mean, will, it was I an explosive say. orgasm. Yeah, and they're she, also she watching her, really which is creepy. Loud, loud comer. Do you remember that part? Yeah, I mean, of course they were. Mm. They were into it. Their friend was getting eaten out by swingers. They thought it was hot. I, I don't. I wouldn't watch my friend get eaten out by swingers. I would. <laughs> just said that to. We're be learning fun. a lot about each other. <laughs> I don't have any friends that would get eaten out by swingers. I you thought I said know. you just said that so you could get a laugh. Out yes, of I like making Katie laugh. I laugh, guys, via jokes. It's a comedy podcast. Uh, I also, <laughs> I also uh, think that maybe this movie speak uh, bows and also like dead strippers. Um, it, 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 this movie, in light of like how much I enjoyed Promising Young Woman, also made it feel like a relic. And and I know they're in definitively different genres and definitively different lanes and trying to say and accomplish definitively different things. But I just think that that really like dates it even more. Where like that's the spin on it. The spin on it is you get the fuckers back for killing a stripper at their bachelor party. Um, and promising young woman, I think, said more about it. Oh yeah. Mm. In a weird, sick, dark way. Have we... I feel like we have... What, we exhausted all the rough night talk? I think we did good. Oh. I think I think that was, like, way more rough night than I thought we'd get out of it. I, it, I didn't I didn't have a hard time watching it. Like, I think nobody's unfunny. Like, they, they obviously are very... Mm. Uh, a very ta- there's a very talented uh, comedy director in Lucianello, and, and, and all of the talent is, is good at handling it. It seems uh, a standalone or funny. It's just all of it together becomes a little... Unravely. The um another thought that I had while while we've been talking is that I was trying to think of another movie that's just insane, but you also feel that core of friendship, and I feel like this is the end. Did that mm. very well. Yeah, and again, totally. I think that, that you guys one. are right. Like, like if we just didn't have that B story, then we would just have more time with the women. Put them in the house. And, it's good that yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think all don't try. Don't appease me. Fuck me. You don't need to have the guys being funny. Like I don't need it. I, I like them. I always want to see Bo. But I think uh, just if you're gonna make a, a a female movie, make the movie all about the females. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Don't add 15 mo- minutes to the movie. I think it's because it's two separate ideas that they put together, which they were good. Well, it's in the They're script. both good ideas together. You know what I mean? It's Well, they're trying to flip everything. It's like, isn't it funny that the guys are actually having a wine tasting and being super lame and thoughtful about the girl and stuff? Like, dude, like he gets the phone call and Bo's like, take it. <laughs> like, it's it's really, like, I get it. You're flipping genres. Good stuff. But um, all that's to say, I know I always sound so wishy-washy, but I, I don't. I don't think you shouldn't watch this movie. I just think that this mm. is um, why we didn't hear about it, you know? Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I really Absolutely. wanted to watch it in light of Hacks. If nothing else, this is like me saying go watch Hacks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I really, really, really liked it, and I don't think that happens all the time, so uh, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Hacks. Rough Night you can watch once you watch Hacks and appreciate it because you like Hacks so much. That's where we're at. If we haven't said it enough, we really enjoyed Hacks. Gene uh, Smart should we, win Emmys for Hacks. Yes. Uh, and if you didn't know, uh, Hacks on HBO. HBO Max. Should be called HBO Hacks. That's yeah. Because that's all I use the app for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys recommended it to me a little while back, and I, I'm about six episodes in right now, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Oh, well, good. The, you're going to get the, gut punched by the last two. I'm sure, but um, I, I want to ask you guys, because I, I keep getting incredibly frustrated with Ava, and I've been I've been wanting to express that to you, Luke, like her whole bit about being like a 25-year-old staff writer who said a bad thing on, like I just, I no sympathy, I have no sympathy for her. Uh, like I, a lot of the things she says makes me want to just bash my head against a wall. I have like, 100. It makes me crazy. No, I'm with you. I'm, it's the Gene Smart show for me, and and I, 
I don't know whose fault that is. I 100% agree with you, though. Um, yeah, I think that's just... I, uh, I'm i 100% with you, and I don't feel for her, really. Um, but the thing that keeps me coming back for more is how compelling the angle of, like, Jean Smart and her relationship with Ava, uh, that mm. keeps me that keeps me going. Like, And I know that I have to think about the fact that Ava's... A privileged kid and like they're they try to they try to deal with that as best they can but this is what a privileged a privileged kid who who hit it big early and you know like this is how they would be and like you know they're speaking at this point a 25 year old staff writer is younger than us now you know and like has uh a different sort of came up with a different mindset on the world and everything too so i think it's providing that kind of I don't know Gen Z perspective uh, on the on on the comedy scene, and I but think it's it, there. Go ahead. It feels like they hate Gen Z though. They like, do. Like, that's kind of yeah, how it comes it, across. It does. Yes, and uh, it does seem like that. And you know, like I I don't know if that, if that's to to make the characters like more like antiheroes or what, because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Jean's smart. I'm obsessed with her, and she's kind of an asshole a lot of the show. Like she's 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 not a she's not a perfect person by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I I buy all of her stuff though, like emotionally, like like everything about like her ex husband and her sister, and about the house and how um, she had to utilize that for comedy and her relationship with her daughter that she just kind of like. It's so delicate and sad, and I think all of that is is very endearing, and I I totally understand it. But everything with Ava, I just don't know what to. Aside from them together, when they're together, I totally agree. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. No, I know, and I think I I I don't know if that's because Gene Smart's like role is just so much meatier. There's a lot to Mm. do with it. Like you're like that's just an interesting character. Uh, coupled with her being a well-known, well-established, riveting every time we see her actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only does she get the better character, but she's also, like, a star. Whereas this Ava is, like, we're being introduced to her. I think the actor's pulling her weight. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, for and, sure. She's and, great. like, you know, she's got to survive in scenes with all these stars, and I think she does more than that. I think she adds to it. Um, but it's definitely... I think that mixture of her her character on the page isn't as compelling, and we're not used to her yet. So she's, you know, it's not like I don't know much about the actor. I don't know like how long she's been performing or or whatever. But um, it's a big leap to to introduce yourself to the world as the anchor of a HBO show. So oh, absolutely, and and it, I don't mean that. And uh, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. Anything wrong? I don't think you I, are. I think she's playing I, I that part perfectly. <laughs> I'm I trying just, to just. Why are you so saying frustrating? It? He's saying it because I do. I think no, that. I do I'm think it. I'm just trying to say, like, I'm just saying there are factors to both sides. Like, I'm just saying, like, and I hear you because, like, no, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know if we're supposed to sympathize with her, really. I also think that it's kind of like. Because she's a little shit. Yeah, but I also think that's kind of like a life lesson of it all. Because I think that's what growing up is, is, like, you come out of college, you think that you're going to be right on top of the world because you think you've earned it. And then life, like, to everyone, life is going to happen. Something's going to change. And maybe you do take, like, you have to sit on the fucking pot for a little bit and, like, be in your fucking stinky-ass toilet. Like, Mm -hmm. and and then she's going to grow from this. But, like... Uh, I think, I think we're getting there. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think the more, and I think she has to be shitty even so, because it's also like the, f- oh, ooh, almost gave. Yeah, don't ooh. spoil it. No spoilers. Anywho, <laughs> I feel like you'll get to the point and you'll realize like this, this dynamic, I, I just think that we're not, I think she's supposed to be growing up and like mm. in growing up, she's going to learn that like. You get lucky, and some years are great, some years are fabulous, and some years suck, you know? And, like, if you're if you get to live at least in the world of film and TV, I, I feel like that's the biggest blessing. But you don't get to be 25 and a staff writer and then just keep going and just be happily ever after. And I feel like that's kind of the lesson, which in a way I, I kind of like. Mm. Mm. But yeah, no, she's shitty. 
Uh, I think you know, <laughs> and I, not I, the actor, not the actor. She's okay, mm-hmm. but the the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I and I, I I think I was talking to Robert and Terrence. We still have our DePaul group chat that pops off like once every few weeks. Uh, and Robert's like, oh, I watched the pilot. It was like funny people, but better. I was like, that's exactly right, Robert. It is like funny people, but better. <laughs> and I like funny people, but this is better. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that's because it, it gets to stretch its legs over, uh, a, you know, several hours and episodes as opposed to having to be one very long movie. Mm. But TV's weird, man. Like, I mean, every year it's like, whoa, TV's like really changing the medium and every year it keeps doing it like and covid uh did it did um movies and theaters and the old ways of things uh, any favors speaking of which should we do some extra credits yeah sure uh i'll go first uh we finished hacks we loved it it should win so many things um we have been on a movie kick that I'll, no, I'll i'm gonna do Please. my television Tackle first it, okay I've been talking too much um, uh, I watched Mayor of Easttown. Mm, yummy, 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 yummy. Uh, Kate Winslet is just also, uh, and Jean Smart's in that. She's also doing a really great job. Um, I also just watched I May Destroy You, which, um, oh, it, wow. I don't understand how that didn't, I don't feel like it won any, I think, she won do you for think, BAFTA. Or do you know? I don't know, but I don't remember. I don't remember seeing anything about it um, when we watched. It's a great title. Title um, alone. It was so good, so good, but also the heart. It's the hardest thing because I don't think I'm quite done yet. Um, it's one of the hardest things to watch. So I did it has that. A very interesting ending. I, oh. I, I'd love to hear what you think um, w- after finished. you watch it. Good. Well, then I I will. I feel like now um, we've done so much HBO that I should say I might have to take back my comment about fuck HBO and the episode about um, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Bro, wait, what? What did HBO HBO do? HBO did 40... No, they didn't. Miramax did. 20 or the one with the Catholics? What? Yeah, it was Miramax. And it's on with HBO. It was on HBO at the time. Anywho, I made a comment. I know I did, and I know it's on the oh, podcast okay. somewhere that I said, fuck HBO. Because I also didn't like, um, what's, the, now I can't even think about it. the the teenage show that everybody loved, uh, that I watched the whole thing. Um, but anyhow. Euphoria, oh, euphoria that people continue to love? That yeah. people adore and would, yes. would give their firstborn for? Yeah, and I I don't agree at all. Um, but Same. I will say I that now... I think that show was meant to scare my mom. Yeah! <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Taylor and Katie do not like Euphoria, and I have never watched an episode, so we're officially <laughs> oldies. Yeah, um, but uh, I with watching Mayor of Easttown, watching... Um, uh, I may destroy you. I'm like, there's some producer out there that I'm like, you're cool. I'm glad you're making stuff. And I'm glad you're finding these shows to make because, yeah. Uh, and then we watched Together Together, which is was so dope. Ed Helms and, oh, I need to remember her name. Let's find out. Um, but anywho, it's a great comedy <laughs> about... Um, uh, Ed Helms wants to have a baby, but he needs a surrogate, and this uh, woman decides to be a surrogate, and um, it, it's all about their adventures together. Tignataro's in it, and Patty Harrison is in it, who is a wonderful trans woman, and like this movie is so important because she gets to play the lead female, and like I just am so... It, in a casting um, genius moving forward, n- no bits and pieces of anything that have to be said about it other than, like, she just got to play it. There was no explanation. And learning that after watching the movie was just like, I want everyone to watch it. It was fucking fabulous. It was great so, movie. Together, made Together. Lot, made a lot of noise at uh, Sundance. It's very new. Yes. Uh, together, Together, we watched Cajillionaire. Kaj- Eh. <laughs> that movie's fucking weird, man. It's by Miranda July. It's very, very stylized, uh, very quirky. I had an okay time. Taylor did not like it. Um, I think it's 
very divisive. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, Katie. Kajillion Air is a weird, weird flick about basically these parents that just they're like grifters like they get by just like with like little weird like schemes and uh just like getting a little bit of money here and there uh and they live in like this like awful like corner back shack of like a laundry mat service and so every day their shit floods it's so weird anyways Mm. and like their daughter uh old dolio has uh has only ever like she she's only alive basically like she's only lived in that lifestyle so she's severely stunted and her parents don't show her affection and uh then they bring in the girl from jane the virgin and then it's kind of like a love interest thing it's it's a it's a trippy movie um definitely uh i think it's worth a lot of style very stylistic and and i i didn't i didn't hate it honestly i had a pretty good time i didn't Um, hate it either uh what else? We watched so much. Well, I had, we watched we a watched, new movie last, yesterday, two what? days ago. We watched, oh, The Kid Detective with Adam Brody. <gasps> uh, that movie is fucking wild, man. Like, talk about another stylized flick that's like, you think it's one thing, and then it is so not. It's such another thing. It's like, oh, how cute. It's like this Leave it to Beaver Town where he was the kid detective, and he gets free ice cream for life for solving over he solved all these mysteries and stuff and now adam brody's a grown-ass man and like has to solve a real murder and things things get weird and dark oh my god it is a it is a hell of a flick and i and i i can't recommend it enough but i don't know if i'll watch it again because things get weird and dark (laughs) and then we watched cruella which was good oh yeah cruella was very long uh but quite an origin they 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 do some retconning they're like hey it's all right hey kids it's Cruella. She doesn't skin puppies. It's all right. Like, Disney keeps finding ways to be like, don't worry about that. This is Emma Stone. You love Cruella. And I'm like, I love Maleficent, too. And they're like, we knew you would. Don't worry about all that scary shit. Uh, they're fine now. They're all very nice. Very, very nice very villains. Nice. Uh, we like very nice villains now. So <laughs> good for them. And that is all we watched no, in the last watching, three weeks. I showed Taylor Inside Lewin Davis. Oh. And then I got obsessed and watched it three more times because uh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> but it's not because of the cat because it's really messed up that they would ever hurt a poor little kitty. That's a good point. But, you know, it's a lesson. <laughs> Katie, you've been watching anything? We've been watching lots. Uh, not that much. I, I did. I started watching uh, Dollface on Hulu because um, the, uh, the Nick Writers program is uh, accepting submissions. Woo! And... So many of the things on that list are, like, really deep into their, like, multi-season. Like, they've been around for a while, but Dollface only has one season. And it's a very interesting show about um, a a woman going through a breakup and how she experiences that breakup through, like, surreal scenes. Like, at one point in the pilot, uh, she gets on a bus driven by a literal old cat lady. <laughs> and uh who like with a cat face and um <laughs> she goes to what is essentially a dmv and is told like all your relationships have expired because um you spent so much time with your boyfriend that you didn't hang out with your friends for five years <laughs> and it, it's about her like trying to figure out how to be friends with women again and she's very bad at it and um it, it, it's a very charming show i like it quite a lot it's um she works at was essentially a parody of Goop, but it's called Womb with an umlaut <laughs> over the second O, which I think is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, Malin Ackerman plays the uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow type character, which is genius casting. And oh, yeah. um, I think it's a pretty good time. I haven't finished the season yet. I'm about halfway through, but uh, would recommend. And the other thing I watched was Raya the Last Dragon. I finally sat down oh, and watched that. Oh, good shit. Good shit. Ka-ching. Do you it, like it? I I think it has really good bones. I think that it's it's very well thought out. I, I like that she, with each one of the places that she goes to, she gets a new friend who goes along with her on her journey. And I think that the theme of trust is incredibly well done throughout the movie. And I think the climax is brilliant. I, I thought that climax was just great and yeah. um, really beautiful. But I think it should have been a TV show because there Ooh. wasn't any time to breathe. And it 
you know, I, I just feel like we could have spent more time in these places and get to know the characters just a little bit more. I think True. the relationship between our main character and the villain could have been more. Yeah, they sped that one up. Yeah, they sped that they, one they up. They really did. I, I would have, I, I feel like it would have been, you, you'd feel the tragedy more if they had been childhood friends rather than just met that night. Um, and they were like babies when that betrayal happened. Yeah, so she, yeah. she feels that that weight on her shoulder. And I feel like I would have bought that a bit more if, if they had known each other growing up. Um, but I, again, I, I, it's a very lovely, optimistic movie. I like mm-hmm. that it's an all Asian cast and um, a lot of uh, uh, Asian creators b- behind the scenes as well. And uh, I want more of that. I just think that this particular thing could have been better served in a television format. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was pretty and easy. Like, I thought it was an easy flick, like, to digest, and I thought it was, like, really, like, bright and lovely to look at, and I stan Aquafina. So, like, those three mm. things combined, like, like I was in the bag no matter what. But I, you make a, like, all A TV spinoff play. would be great. I wouldn't, mm. I, I mean, with, uh, with the legitimacy they're giving to their Disney Plus TV series, where we're getting full-on shows, speaking of which, Loki episode one was hysterical, and I think better than any of the other Marvel TV series on Disney Plus combined. Yes, that one episode was that good. Um, it would have a home there. But I, I don't know. I think it, it just a straight-up sequel to this movie could maybe uh, provide more insight on these characters that you like uh, from the bones in this flick, Katie. And I, I wonder if it did okay enough on their streaming release and stuff to warrant something like that, because I'd love to live in this world for another 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot there, and it's very well played out. It reminded me of uh, How to Train Your Dragon, the first mm. movie. Um, I, what I think the first movie did really, really well is that the stakes are lower than saving the entire world. The stakes are more like, we gotta solve dragon racism. And they do. And uh, the conflict is, there, there's a lot of interpersonal conflict between Hiccup and his father, and between Hiccup and how he doesn't really fit into society. And that's all very well, like, it's focused. Like, we're staying on the island. We know about the culture. We know about the, the various characters. But it, but it, we're, it's small pickings. And then in the next movies, that's when they kind of expand it. And I feel like they just could have started smaller with this first one. If they were going to do a multi-film thing. Um, but yeah. That's just my my two cents on Ryan the Last Dragon. But again, good bones, had a good time, very lovely to look at. With that being said, I've been Luke. I've been Katie. And I'm Taylor. And you have a good one, folks. <laughs>